What is up, everybody? My name is Joey. Of Tarzan's Treehouse, and today I've got a brand new guest with me today. He's brand new to the Treehouse. This is his first episode, so take it away. Hey, how's it going? I'm Mateo, and uh, I'm a new guest on this show. Uh, I love baseball and analytics, so I. But I don't want to spoil the topic. Uh, I'll let a. Uh, I'll let our host do that. All right, so. Yeah, as you can tell, we're going to be talking about, this is a little bit of a different episode. There's only one other person here today, which is automatically different. But yeah, we're going to be going into the event stats of baseball. And this is definitely not going to be his last episode, so he doesn't just think in numbers. But yeah, so since we're doing the sports-related thing, we do have to get the bias check out of the way. Personally, I am a Los Angeles Dodger fan, and I know you're not, so. I am the opposite of that, in fact. Yeah, yeah, I got the, got the Giants shirt on. Yep, is what it is, man. You but need- see, look, we can still get along. Mm. We did for more or less. But yeah, you're my yeah. So, uh, yeah, the reason I brought Mateo into this is because he obviously has played. How long did you play? Or how long did you play baseball for? Um, I played baseball from t-ball up until my sophomore year of high school. So I played. I played baseball at a at a uh, a low level, but for a long time. Right, but you and you've been watching for a very long time, also. Yes, that too. Yeah, so he he understands baseball, and he's also one of the smartest number of people I've ever met. So I thought he's kind of like the perfect guest to get in on this, especially because he hasn't discovered this side of the this side of the internet yet. So, with that said, let's just jump right into it. And while I transition to the other page, I want to ask you, what do you think is or before now, what have you thought is like the most important stat for evaluating where you would rank or how you would rate a baseball player? How you would rate a baseball player? Well, uh, offense is usually more important than defense. Uh, you just have to be, you know, a good player and your defense follows. But if you, if you hit well, you definitely get a spot on, in the lineup. So um, hitting-wise – I would say though those stats are, are the most important, the, the hitting stats. So I would probably go with uh, on base percentage, batting average, RBIs, you know, the, the, the standard stats. But I, I would find those to be probably the most important because that, that's what's going to get you uh, in a lineup because that's what wins games. Mm-hmm. Well, you're already doing one of like the things that the analytics people love actually as mentioning on base before batting average and uh, let's stay on the screen for a little bit, but yeah, a lot of the argument for analytics is batting average does not matter because on base percentage is more accurate of quite literally how you get on base. True. Yeah. And so actually, yeah, let's wait a minute. Um, no. So yeah. We're going to go to the site called Fangraphs, which creates and displays a bunch of its own and a bunch of other stats that are very advanced in like in terms of like longer uh equations more detailed uh, sample sizes all that stuff so can you see my screen i definitely can all right so i can still see you so what we're going to do is here let's um go to a certain player's page let's go shohei otani because he is the mlb home run leader right now he has another one today yeah, he's what a what a fucking mad lad that guy. Yeah, so I have my own personal dashboard on here in terms of stats I choose to look at. 
And this is all of them right here. So you can see the names at the top. It goes from normal things like games played, hits, walks, strikeouts, singles, doubles, triples. But then it, see this thing right here is where it gets into a WRC plus. That is like the analytics side of the internet's bread and butter of like mm. the most important offensive stack. And it stands for weighted runs created plus. And that's somewhat self-explanatory. It's supposed to say how many runs you create if you play 162 games. So right hmm. now, Otani's at 177, obviously, <laughs> for 162 games. And right. The one good thing I like about this is 100 is average. So you know exactly how much a player is above average, percentage-wise even. So like right. 177, he is 70, 77% better than an average hitter, which is insane. I think he's <laughs> yeah. like second or third in baseball in the stat right now. But let's start off with a little bit of an easier – or not an easier one, because you know what I mean. Wova, this right here is weighted Wova. on base average. That's essentially OPS, but averaged out. So or mm. more accurately, it's slugging, but adding walks. Okay. So so this this, this weight, because there, there seems to be a weight to everything. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's that all about? Well, what, is, what is the weight – yeah, that's very different for each stat I've found. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in this for Woba, weighted on base is, I don't know, here, let's let's see if I can uh, get to that exact page because that would be easier. But while I'm doing that, uh, nope, okay. So yeah, essentially to make this stat, it's somewhat of... You know, a walk is worth like 0.47 or something. A single is worth 0.6 something. A double mm. is worth just under one. A triple is worth just over one. And a home run is worth 1.978 or something like that. It's close to that, but it's not exact. So, you know, it's that. And then obviously averaged out by plate appearances instead of at bat. So it's a little bit more of a detailed look as they call it quality of contact, but really it's more of, it's slugging, but adding walks. And mm, okay, yeah. So, the my biggest thing with that is that's fine if you want to use that instead of slugging. But I feel like it's listed like that's why I keep it like this for a reason, so where I can see how many walks, singles, and doubles they have, and make my own kind of estimation of that, as opposed to having an already set formula do that for me. You know? Right. And I, I still think Woba is probably my favorite analytic because I, I don't like this and we'll get to that later. But yeah, what what are your thoughts on that kind of like it says linear weights, it's just the same for everyone. It doesn't change. Mm. Your thoughts on a stat like that where you're weighting different kinds of hits, but also adding walks in there. And walks are weighted very close to singles. I know that. Well, it's uh I mean, yeah, I, that makes sense. Weighted on base. I don't know. I guess it makes it more complex, but for a more accurate number. Like getting getting on base is definitely like a very important stat because that's how you win games. You need people to get on base and for them to get home to, I mean, if anybody knows baseball, yeah, that's that's literally the point of the game. So getting on base, I, I, th- I think that that is a, an important stat. You want people to get on base as much as possible. Jesus Christ, what is this? This is the exact stat. So it's 0.69 times unintentional walks plus 0.722 per hit by pitch. 
and 0.888 for each single, 1.271 for a double, 1.616 for a where, single. Where do they come up with these numbers? These numbers seem that's, very specific. That's the thing. I don't entirely understand why. And also, is a single really that close to a walk? Because a walk doesn't really get the bases moving. A single can score a run when someone's on second. That's the true. Time a walk scores a run if, if, is if the bases are already loaded. Right. Huh. That's yeah. interesting. So this is the exact formula for it, which this is, again, keep in mind, this <laughs> is relatively crazy. the simplest one of them. Oh, yeah? Dude, that's, that's kind of crazy. Holy shit. This is stupid. Yeah, I, I think my biggest thing is like the gap between a single and also I don't know why a hit by pitch is weighted above an unintentional walk. Right. That doesn't really make any sense. Um, maybe it has to do with like the the inherent like because if, if you're going to intentionally walk someone, it's because they're a very good hitter. You know what this I'm saying? Unintentionally walked though. Intentional oh, unintentionally walked. walked. That's what you is intentional walks aren't even on here. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, and hit hit by pitches weighted like significant. I would say compared to these other ones, significantly more than unintentionally walked. That's kind of it's kind of weird. Yeah, especially because it's the same amount of bases and it's it has the same effect on the game, except like the pitch count for the pitcher is lower, if anything. Right. Or like yeah, a- that's that's strange. I I definitely would like to know the story behind these coefficients because they they look very specific. You know what I'm saying? It's not just like. Oh, you know, we'll, we'll do this one like by a half or like by yeah. like a quarter. Oh, this, this is like 0. 0.690 with like, and they put the zero. They're like three significant digits. I'm I'm feeling like there, there's definitely a reason behind these numbers. I uh, just noticed this. This is the Wobble formula for 2013. Mm-hmm. And it changes, oh, so has it? It changes on a yearly basis. See, okay, that that's that's where the coefficients come from. Come from. This is where that's where the coefficients come. This from. is how it changes for each from year. year to year. Which again, I'm not entirely sure how they come up with said numbers for each year. Right. Like the difference between a walk and a single doesn't change depending on what year it is. Like this is it now. The weight for a single dropped a little bit. The weight for a hit. Oh, by so the, these are the coefficients Currently, that they're using. Yeah. For 2021, what? this is the current number. And this is the average. 313 is the average. I don't know. That's very strange. And I wonder why they would do that. Walks got lower from last year. Hit by pitch got lower. Singles barely got higher. Doubles got higher a little bit. Uh-huh. Triples got lower. And homers got higher. Which... Yeah, a lot higher. Yeah. Me... Like, almost a half. What the heck? Now, I'm assuming that has to do with like the league average of how often those things are happening, which would make sense because like how the league has changed, home runs have become more important and walks have become more common. Right. But I would, there's definitely, because these are very, there's definitely a formula behind these. They're they're not just changing arbitrarily, right? Yeah. yeah, there's a formula to create the parts of the formula. Right, yeah. Also, um, the league average for Woba being 313 is the lowest since 2015 when it was also that. And hmm. years in a row, it was 320 before this. That's interesting. Yeah. 
So, I mean, personally, I like this stat, but having very specific weights that change all the time are kind of weird. That is odd. I, I get that, like, obviously, the era you're playing in changes the game. Right. But I feel like, that doesn't happen year to year, especially when you're talking about, like, obviously, 1.979 to 2.032 isn't a massive change, but it has a massive effect on a dude that hits 35 home runs. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely thinking it has to do with the league itself. I, th- I think I think you're right about that. Yeah. And this uh, this park factors tab, I'm pretty sure this has to do with the park adjusted. That's what we were talking about before we started recording, which, yeah. Okay, so. Okay, that's not. Park factors. Yeah, this, yeah, this, this, is this for makes sense. One, does it happen for this year? No. So all park factors have already been halved for use on full season stats because you want to play half your games at home. But for, as far as I know, for park factor, 100 is still average. The higher it goes, the more of a hitter's park it is. The lower it goes, the more of a pitcher's park it is. But mm-hmm. to break it down by type of hit. So Angels, basic for five years, I'm assuming that means five years back, like this year and the last four is just under average, but they're a little over average for home runs, but people strike out there on an above average rate, which I feel like that has nothing to do with the park. Yeah, I think so. Well, uh, the, that would, uh, let's see if it, if it definitely, if it matters less then the five-year one shouldn't change because it yeah. looks like most of them are around 100, which makes sense. Right. Unless there, there's like some obvious because like for at certain parks, I know that there's like, oh, the the sun shines in your eyes and that yeah. that'll that'll mess up like seeing the rotation of the ball or, you know, seeing the ball at all. So I, I, I guess that makes sense. Like on certain parts where the glare is really bad, I'm sure like like, yeah, let's see Dodger Stadium 95 or oh, wait, which one's the strikeouts? Which um, strikeouts. Right here. Strikeouts, yeah. See, look, it, it. I feel like it makes sense that most of them are around uh, 100 because, yeah, like you, like you said, it, you know, strikeouts have less to do with the stadium and more about the pitchers. So they should they should meld together. I feel it's like strikeout call. Hmm. Is that? Oh no, it's walks. Walks are the same thing, though. Like, how would walks be affected by the park you're in? But yeah. there's 108. At Ranger Stadium, I feel like that 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 just could be like a statistical anomaly. Yeah, I guess, but I, like I feel like that shouldn't be accounted for in a park factor, you know. Like especially, like look at we were talking about Coors Field. The Rockies have a one fourteen. That's the most hitter friendly park. In yeah, well, that, yeah, that, that makes sense though. For home runs, it's one thirty seven. Uh huh. So I, I feel like, wait, what is that? That's a strikeout to one ten. There's no way. No, homers are 110 for Rockets. Yeah, homers are 110. 97 because their gaps are so big. Uh-huh. But, yeah, that's definitely – so they strike out le- significantly less than average relative to the rest of the parks, but they walk a little more than average in course field. Yeah, I feel like all – because all, all these numbers seem very similar. I'm sure it, it, they, it could just be statistical anomalies, you know what I'm saying? Just like – Oh, it, it happened. Yeah. They happened to just strike out. You know what I'm saying? Dodger Stadium being a pitcher's park is absolutely not true, especially when it's this low. There's no way. One thing also, I'm 90% sure that this doesn't take weather into account 
So yeah, look, Dodger Stadium is tied for the most pitcher-friendly park in the league. And you've been to Southern California in the summertime. The ball flies mm. there because it's 105. Right. So there is no way that at least for half of the season, three out of the six months, that Dodger Stadium is the most pitcher-friendly park. Well, shoot, man. I mean, the numbers numbers don't lie. I feel numbers like they lie. do, though. Because, like, okay, think about it. If you have a pitcher like Jacob DeGrom, he's dominating right now. And right. he's going to all of the NL East parks more. So that strikeout rate in that park is going to be higher because he alone strikes so many people out. If, that makes sense. So if you have someone like the Nationals rotation from a few years ago, or even the Giants rotation now, the strikeout rate in the parks in the NL East or in the NL West out here is probably a lot higher because you have the Giants rotation who's been dominant and mm-hmm. the Dodgers rotation that's also been dominant. But like, there's no statistical, like just by the numbers of the park itself, you're no more likely to strike out in San Francisco than you are in LA. Hmm. Oh, well, yeah, I got that, that is that is interesting. Well, so but the, these stats, okay, so how how are these numbers collected? What 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 are what do these numbers represent? Um the number of that thing per what? No, it's 100 is average for all of them, so for each point under average, that's the percent less that it happens. Or I guess the percent harder that it is. So if uh-huh. whatever the Giants have an 88 in, I don't know, but that's the lowest number on the whole thing. Uh-huh. So that means it is home runs. The Giants have a wow. That home run fact is that low. But these are the these are the parks. The, these are like the places. Yeah. Okay. That's that's still strange though, considering how short that left field pole is in Giant Stadium. Well, sure, but uh, like I feel like the field itself is generally longer than that's, than most. True, obviously, like that center field triples out, like, and even the yeah. wall in front. Yeah, and, and the the, the huge ass wall. But I feel like I mean, when we went to the Giants game the other day, we saw four people just kind of like smack it over the left field wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't agree with the Giants being that low for home run. I feel like there are parks that definitely limited more than that. Well, what are these? So these numbers are their their percentages. Is that what they are? That's the gap. So if something is 105, that's five percent above that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like home runs right here in Angel Stadium, four percent higher than league average that home runs occur. Okay. Or I guess it's four percent easier because I would assume they're trying to take out like the player part of it as much as they can. Right. That would make last sense. Last year, like last year, you had Mike Trout who obviously hit more home runs than the vast majority of the league, and he played in Angel Stadium most of the time he hit a home run. Mm-hmm. You don't want to try to account for that because, you know, yeah. Because but that guy's a monster. Right. He's the best player in the league, and he does that a lot everywhere, anywhere. So this is going to be very important for both pitching and hitting stats. Oh, look at the, what are the, the Tigers, bro. 129 triples. They must have like a giant gap, like giant. That is insane. Yeah, I don't know what their stadium looks like, but that's see that that this is not a statistical anomaly. There's something going on. That that that's what that tells me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That, that that tells me that there's there's definitely something going on there. Let's actually go check what the Giants is. So it's in this column. The Giants are on the bottom. They're only one fourteen for triples. Wow. 
for triples. They literally, I mean, it, it looks like they're, it's a, oh yeah, considering the, the gap. They literally have a spot in their ballpark called Triples Alley. Yeah. Which is kind of strange. But, I mean, I clearly the Tigers have something well, going on. It's hard to, it's hard to hit the ball there. That's true. It is kind of like right center, like barely right center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's weird. But keep that in mind for going forward because um, the lower a player's park factor is as a hitter, the higher their park adjusted stats are going to be because they're right. a little bit of a boost and the opposite is true, right? So Trevor Story, the shortstop for the Rockies, his park adjusted stats are going to be hampered a little bit because he's got this giant 114. Right. But the same thing is true for Dodger Stadium. They're going to get a little bit of a boost because they're considered tied for the most pitcher-friendly park. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Whoa, what do they have a 73 in? I'm sorry, but what is that? That's got to be Chibbles. That would make sense. I can scroll my mouse, but it is Chibbles, yeah. Yeah, they have like that makes sense. After anything. But yeah, so let's go to now the most uh, talked about and I guess important park adjusted stat, WRC+. Plus. Now, WRC+, Plus, as we talked about before, it's how many runs do you create? as a hitter offensively. So regardless of anyone is on base or not, how many runs do you create per park per 162 game? Okay. Could you, could you, could you break that down a little bit? What, what does that mean? How many runs you create? Cause that uh, just sounds like RBIs to me. See, that's the thing. It's less of, it's this. So yeah, I don't know the park factor right there and, Here's the NL era. See, it's divided by the league average of the era, right? So that's something that's really important is people use Babe Ruth's stats and they're like, oh, well, he played 110 years ago. This stat tries to adjust for that. So it takes into account how many runs are being scored around the league and mm-hmm. the league average numbers and all of this stuff is and then averages it over that. Now, that makes sense. Yeah. The because only- you, want to, you want to find out how good they are relative to their environment. Mm-hmm, right. And that's what the park factor is there as well. That is, this is literally called a run scoring environment, that bottom part. Mm-hmm. So it's an improved version of runs created. Now, RBI is quite literally how many runs you bet in. Weighted runs created is more of on average. Like maybe you hit a double with no one on. But if in that era there's someone on second 20% of the time, then you're going to get 20% of a run scored or a run created, essentially. Not exactly, Uh, right? That's just kind of an example of how it is. Right. And the same thing with like a home run, obviously, is the most important thing because you score at least one run per home run. Yeah, guaranteed. Taking into account guys on base for you at all, it treats you as if you bet singly alone every time but people come up after you how much are you creating so if you end on third or end on second that's obviously more valuable as if you end on first so th- this isn't about scoring runs it's not literally scoring runs it's how it's how many should you create if everything is normal essentially so it has to do with with how many how many runs you could have potentially batted in and also the position you put yourself in to score. Right. So, cause there, it talks about this, that runs created right here. 
attempt to quantify a player's total offensive value measured by runs. So hypothetically, I've, I've seen that stat used on MLB Network. That is basically, if you get on second and you have above average speed, then you are probably going to create a run by hitting a double because you get on second and your speed is good. Mm-hmm. Create that run because you got on second. This tries to take out the whole, well, what if the player behind you was like a Hall of Famer? Or what if the player behind you is like terrible, right? Right. It's it's more of an average thing. It's very much analytics is about what should happen instead of what is happening. Right. So like, let's look at an example right here. In runs created, instead of looking at a player's line, listing up the details, like 23 doubles, 15 homers, 55 walks, all that stuff, the information is synthesized into one metric to say player X was worth 24 runs that year. Now, they, it's not it's not like 24 actual runs necessarily. It could be no. 24 potential. Right. Like, but it could you, have been runs. Right. But if someone was on second half of your bats, it's going to be higher than that. Right. This is essentially that last that we looked at, but park adjusted. Huh. It counts the hits about those same coefficients we were looking at earlier. And weighted runs above average batting runs that's what that number is up top, which that's another older set that has almost an advanced formula. OPS plus, uh, you know OPS is, right? On-base plus slugging? Uh-huh. Um, OPS plus is park adjusted put on that same 100-point scale. So, like, if 730 is average OPS for the year, that equates to 100, assuming their park factor is 100. So... Let's say that like Buster Posey's OPS plus for this year is 150 after it's said and done. That means his normal OPS is probably like 870 or 880. And that's kind of what this is for that for Woba. It's kind of that same relationship. Huh. Okay, go 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 back to the formula. Can you can you can you break down this formula for me? Not quite because I don't know what this is. Yeah, I was about to say there's a lot of there's a lot of symbols. I know that the this is weighted runs average or weighted runs etc. Above average. Weighted runs above average per plate appearance plus LGR over plate appearance. LGR. Huh. That's also something that I'm pretty sure that's like a coefficient. I'm pretty sure that's a standard because it's also here with the park factor and again with the park factor. So that's some kind of, um, not standard. What's the word in math? Hmm? What's the word in math where it's like a, like if there's the number one in an equation, what's that called? It's not a standard. It's constant. Constant. Yeah, there it is. Right. Park factor. So, okay, what, what what would the the park factor because it, it changes depending on where you go, right? Yeah. Oh, that's the thing you said earlier that I said was important. Um, yeah. So that is halved because you only play half your games in your home stadium, but it is only your home stadium. So, what the there were there were at least like five teams that had their park factor as a hundred. Mm-hmm. will be listed as 50. Mm, okay. I think that's a somewhat of a crucial flaw in this stat is you play in San Francisco or you play in LA. 
obviously you have relatively pitcher-friendly ballparks at home, but you're going to Colorado 12 games a year. Right. So. That's going to boost it a little. Mm-hmm. And I think that's – it's strange how detailed this that gets, but it leaves that to, like, the basic divide-by-two thing. Right. You want to try and find out what this LGR thing is? Yeah, definitely. So P- PA is plate appearances. Yeah. Okay. So let's go glossy. Okay. There's clutch. They have a stat called clutch. Mm-hmm. I think that, 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 that's an important stat. Yeah, you want to check out what that is? Sure, yeah. I've heard yeah. of it. I don't know how it's calculated. And I feel like clutch is not a numbers-based thing, but clutch equals two numbers we haven't heard of yet. Okay, this is not. <laughs> they, that's, An advanced you know, stat. Yeah, they make up stats just to create more stats, which is strange. Measures how much better the worst player does in high-level situations. Okay. It's trying to quantify like the the psychological aspect of knowing that you have to perform the entire thing. Okay. Yeah. So WPA divided by PLI. Oh. This is what WPA over LI is. Let's find out. What? Okay. Context and neutral win. wins. Go back down. Come on. This side is very difficult, and I'm fine. Tackle context neutral wins. Make sure you have a solid understanding of two <laughs> yeah. stats we don't know. We can click on them. <laughs> we're going. We're going down the the rabbit hole. Okay, so we know that the context neutral wins is this divided by the other thing, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Win probability added. That seems fair. How do you calculate? Oh, God, there's words. Straightforward to calculate. If a batter flies out on the first pitch of the game, the win expectancy goes from a 50% to a 52% for the pitching team. This means the pitcher who induced the game gets a WPA of plus 0.2. Okay, I understand that. But obviously, that's a lot of situations you have to account for. Hmm. But okay. also, wait a minute. If, because let's just use this example. If the center fielder catches the flyout, does the center fielder also get the plus 0.02? Because he did induce the out. Uh, that would make sense. Like, if, if he didn't catch it, then he should get punished for it in some stat. I'm assuming this is one of them. Yeah, that sounds like it. The credits are always symmetrical, meaning that anything that the hitter gains, the pitcher loses. Okay. So is it only so this doesn't take into account defense at all? Yeah, no, it doesn't. Is there like a table or something? Oh, nope. Um, okay, so there's no like. I'm assuming this is also year to year in terms of like what counts as what. But right. 
this is fairly easy to understand as in like right so if you average out to plus 6.0 on a year which would be incredibly difficult You're crazy right so yeah so no defense but that's easy to understand so let's go back to the other thing So the win expectancy. So whatever that is divided by LI, and then that's context neutral wins. So I'm guessing this has something to do with context. So yeah, situations are more tense. Okay. PLI. That 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 was one of the things in the in the clutch calculation as well. Yeah. What is... Leverage index. Oh. Leverage index. So it's just how clutch a situation is, essentially. Oh, I see. Okay. I don't... This is a lot of numbers to describe something that you can... That it, This is my thing, though. This is easily, like, objectable. Like, this is... um. This isn't like a bread and butter facts of numbers. Like you and I are going to look at a situation and say, scale of one to 10, how tense or how, how high leverage or how clutch is the situation. And we're going to say different numbers unless it's a walk-off home run and we're going to both say 10. Mm-hmm. So th- having such a specific number for something that you can easily just be like, eh, I don't think so. That's, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, yeah, well, that, that's the hard thing about create because basically what they're trying to like stats are you want it to be you don't want it to be arguable in different situations. You want it to apply to everything. So the best way to do that is to quantify things in numbers. And that, that's that's the hard part is turning these abstract things and trying to place a number on it, which is which is precisely what they're trying to do. Right. Like me and you are going to say different numbers for a certain situation, but they're trying to they're trying to say will know it's actually this number because of these things that we're trying to also quantify. So it's, it, it's, it's a really difficult thing doing stuff. It, it's not as easy as, you know, like uh, on base percentage, like they got on base yeah. or they did not get on base. It's as simple yeah. as that, but they're trying to like quantify, like how stressful is this situation? You know what I'm saying? Like you can't mm-hmm. say like, Oh yes, it's stressful. Or no, it's not stressful. It's like, well, it's a little stressful. Or right, you know, when when you try and put it on like a like a continuum like that, it gets, you know, it gets hard to quantify. Right, that's very much up to the person in most situations. Mm-hmm. I think that's baseball is such a situational game more than pretty much any sport, at least in North America. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really hard to make bread and butter night and day fact stats for. Especially yeah, in- it's definitely yeah for for vague things like that, like you know, uh, the 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 standard stats that everybody sees, right? Like RBIs, uh, on base percentage, slugging, right? Like those those are very like, you know, there there's rules to those. Mm-hmm. You 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 get a you get a a a point for hitting the ball, right? Like, yeah. did you hit the ball and get on base, dude? There you go. Your your on base percentage went up. Your batting average went up. Good job. Did you score a run with that hit? Dude, there, your RBIs went up. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are very simple stats, and that's why, like, if you try to, try to get into this, like, 
oh, here's the WOBA. People are like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. it's, that, that doesn't have like mass appeal because it's like, it's complicated, obviously complicated. Yeah. RBIs are just like, oh, dude, he got someone in. Awesome. His RBI went up by one. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I, I could do that myself, right? Yeah. But I, I think stuff we finally is... figured out exactly how this is calculated. It's this, but park adjusted and also used with that win, uh, win percentage over leverage index thing as a constant. Right. So just straight up, do you agree with park adjustment as something to judge players by? 100%, yeah. Really? That, that definitely affects their – well, you're trying – you're with all these stats, the reason they're so complicated is they're trying to take the baseball out of the player. You know what I'm saying? They're just trying to, you know, it's like it, you're, you're watching something happen with all these different, like other factors. It, it's like, it's like trying to account for wind resistance, like on, on like something, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're so, or trying to account the, like, I don't know, the, uh, something something about something you know what i'm saying but like there's there's a bunch of different things on top of it and you don't want those other things you just want to isolate the thing it's why like in like on in on like physics exams they're like ignore friction because they want to evaluate the like i just want to know um i just want to know something but if you have to account for friction and air resistance and all that it gets complicated and you don't but you don't care about those things right that's exactly what they're trying to do here is that you're trying to evaluate a person with like all these other layers of things on top of it and they're trying to remove all those layers and reveal the person what is their value in all these different aspects so i think that one of those layers is the 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 place you're in right because like like Coors Field, it's going to make like for someone like Mike Trout, it's going to make you look like an absolute monster because it's so easy to hit home runs out there or hit the ball really far. So his stats are going to get super boosted when he's over there. And when, when like the statisticians are looking at it, they're all like, oh my God, his, his like, the, the, his number is so large here. And then you go over here and it's like, why is it so low? You know, because they're not adjusting for where he is. That's, I think that's 100% a factor. Because, you know, you're, if you play at Coors Field all the time, you're going to look like a monster, mm-hmm. right? You're going to look like a monster. So I, I think that that's definitely something to take into account. Now, now whether or not they're accounting for it properly, you know, that, that, that's a whole different story. But I, I definitely agree that that's something that has to be accounted for if you're just trying to look at who they are as a player. Right. I, I get that part. But when you're trying to make a stat that is literally called how many runs you create, Mm-hmm. Is it fair to give someone credit for something they didn't do or take credit away from something that they did? Like, hypothetically, I, you're tr- like, Nolan Arenado, he's not on the team. Anymore. Trevor Story hits a home run in course field, but it gets out by like two feet. But there was, he still scores a run for his team. He straight up created an entire run on one swing, but mm-hmm. he only hit the ball like 340 feet into the corner in course field. Let's not give, let's like give him. Because that's probably the only ballpark that would have been a home run in. Mm-hmm. So you're going to take that much credit away from him when he did create an entire run to help his team win. Yeah, I think I think that's really? fair. I do I think that's fair. I don't think. I, okay, yeah. Like looking looking on the outside, you're like, 
dude, he, he got a home run. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he, yeah. he actually, he literally did something that led to their team potentially winning, right? They're getting closer to the win because he did that. But, you know, all the, these stats, they're, they're trying to, it's right. Like you saw the equation. It's really complicated mm-hmm. because they're trying to take all these different like variables that are constantly changing and they want to remove all that to look at who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but, and I think that's one of the factors, right. Cause like, like you said, like it's probably only a home run there. So what if he was playing at some other field, right. That, that, that potential for a home run is much lower, literally anywhere except for exactly where he was at. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say the, like everything, like everything was the same except for where he was at. Right. You put him in any other situation. He's not hitting that home run. Right. Only at Coors Field, he's hitting that home run. And that that's what these stats are for. You're, they, you like the, you do all this fancy stuff, but at the end of the day, you come up with a singular number that's like, all right, here, here is your value, right? And you want to you be able to use that in every situation, right? So you want to say like, oh, the, he's, playing, he's playing here. I want to try and predict how well he's going to perform, you know? If you don't wait Coors Field and he's not at Coors Field, then you're going you're gonna to expect like, dude, this guy's going to hit a, a freaking bomb. I can guarantee it, right? And then it like doesn't happen or he doesn't even get close and you're like, okay, well, that's weird. It's because he's not playing at Coors Field. Of course, he's going to hit a, he's going to look like a monster in Coors Field. If you're just looking at like home runs and what he hit, right? Like he's going to look like a monster. When you go somewhere else, you're not going to get that same result. So I I think it, but yeah, it it does seem kind of messed up. Like on the outset, that's like, dude, he hit a home run, but uh, you know, you're taking that away from him. I think, I think that that's, I think it's justifiable for what they're trying to do with these stats or, or else you, you just have to make a stat for every different field, how they perform in every other field. Right. And I, I definitely agree with the fact that if you're trying to evaluate players on a neutral field, absolutely. You have to do that because that's mm-hmm. the entire point. But if you're trying to make something based off of how many runs a player created for their team, and you're going to, let's say what well, it said, Dodger stadium and MetLife for the Mets. Mm-hmm. were like the lowest park factors they were the most pitcher friendly mm-hmm. so if cody bellinger flies out to the warning track in center field and they're going to give him a home run for that because it would have been a home run in like 20 other parks but he didn't create a run you're giving right. him credit for something that he did not create i think that's my main problem with it but it it, it could have created a right, run but it did, if he was somewhere else but he no, no, no you're right it, it didn't but if he was Right. You're, you're trying. They're trying to take these stats and make them generally applicable for every situation. That's why they have all these different factors. So if you're trying to make them generally applicable to everywhere, you have to take the park out of the equation so you can implement whatever park you want or you can implement that number onto every park you're from or, or every park they're right. at. Right. So you're right. He, he did not create a run there, but he definitely could have if he was somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think I just disagree with the concept as a as a whole of should mm-hmm. rank players by what they should have done on a neutral field as opposed to what they did. I don't think that makes right. much sense to do outside of when a player is a free agent. Like, obviously, you should use it then, 
just check how they would have done on a neutral field because right. obviously yeah. if you're trying to sign someone and your field is not the same as theirs, mm-hmm. I think it's fair then. But if you want to use the argument that uh, like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. from the Blue Jays is a better hitter than Shohei Otani this year or the other way around because mm-hmm. Guerrero should have three more homers if he played in neutral park. Mm-hmm. And doesn't, that's completely bullshit. Their park is tiny, but you know what I'm saying. That, that's just mm-hmm. an example. Then I don't think that makes much sense because, yeah, he could have, but they don't play on neutral field, so he didn't. I don't think you should rank players based off of something they should have done as opposed to what they have done. I guess that's fair. That makes sense. Well, but they they just want to put everybody on a level playing field, right? So if that if that guy is playing at like a field where the a home run is super far away versus where uh, Otani plays uh, hypothetically, right, on a field where he plays mostly on a field that's really short, yeah, I mean, you know, but you you do want to put them on a neutral playing field. I know that's not literally what's happening, right? But that. That's what they're trying to they're they're trying they're trying to remove that aspect, right? If mm-hmm. if you play in a park that's like like hitting a home run is really really difficult, and you only get one home run in the year, that that might be more impressive than like the ten home runs this other guy hit at Coors Field, right? It might be more impressive depe- depending on like I don't know, however they figure out the weights right. for all these parks and or whatever. So I I do think that's that that it is kind of valid, but it does take out like the, the literal, like, what did they do? This guy hit like 50 home runs and mm. this guy hit 30 home runs. You know what I'm saying? Like that's literally what happened. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I get what you're, I get where you're coming from for our, uh, I get what you're coming from. Right. Yeah. I, I think that the park adjusted stuff is more appropriate to use in the off season because a lot of them is meant to like predict what they will do even in the same park or obviously if they move teams. But if you're trying to talk about like an MVP conversation, then mm-hmm. I don't think a park adjusted stat is really that useful because if you're talking about MVP, it's not necessarily true talent wise. It's how valuable were you to your team? So like hypothetically, if a team, oh, you know what? Record, yeah. Mm-hmm. If a team, I, I agree with that. Yeah, if both teams win 90 games, but one player's WRC plus is 187 and the other one's is 180 or 177. Mm -hmm. That's obviously a pretty big gap, especially when those numbers are that big. But if the person who is a lower WRC plus has like a higher slugging, higher on base, even higher WOBA, and their defense is the same, their base running is the same, all the rest. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm going to take that second guy because he did more for that team whether his park is easier to play in or not, he did. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, if we're talking about, like, MVP conversations, I don't think that these that's what these stats are for. Mm-hmm. But I, I – right, like, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying, right? The most valuable player, how much value – because th- these stats are used to make predictions. But MVP is, like, uh, in post, right? Like, you make that decision knowing the per- – how your players perform so yeah i I agree that like i don't think anybody's like looking at these stats to make mvp decisions you know what i'm saying like you should definitely be looking at what they did for their team if if this guy if this guy scored like like so many runs and he like made these amazing all like defensive plays you know what i'm saying like 
they're going to get the MVP because that's what they did. Despite whatever, like these, like, Oh, the, the, the stats that we've collected for this guy for 10 years say that he should be the MVP. Okay. Well, he wasn't. So yeah. it, it is what it is, right? Like the stat doesn't matter anymore because it already happened. Right. I think right. these stats are definitely used for making predictions, right? Like if you're, if you're trying to, pick pick a player up and you're trying to evaluate their value like their potential value right because they may have done all this stuff before but like they had they had like a really good season last year but like a few seasons back they had a really bad season like of course you should take into account because these numbers don't take into account like recency right all every number is the same no matter when it happened and I think that that's, that could be a slight flaw. Like maybe there should be some time wait, right? Because if they're like, we, we all know players get hot and that's not, that's not like a, like, like a, a trick of the mind. Like some players just get hot and they, and, and I, I, I know from experience, like there, there's, there's times, right? Like, well, when I, when I was playing baseball, right. I, I, I got hit by a ball, like for, for my first time. And like every time before that, I was like, you know, I, I was like, I was a good player. And I was like, dude, I'm hitting the ball. And then I got hit by a ball. And then I was scared for the rest of the season to swing because I was all like, Holy uh-huh. shit, I might get hit. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, it scares you the first time you get hit by a pitch. You're all like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, that can happen. Right. And that hurts. It hurts. Right. So, but then, right. So like s- stuff like that, like some, they're they're just in and of course it doesn't happen to major league players right like well, they, yeah. get hit by, they get hit by a ball it just happens they're like whatever right but but some some psychological factor could happen or like they're just not feeling themselves right and and that 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 could account for it um i forgot what my original point was i kind of got lost there but <laughs> i think that i think that that could be a point in and on, in and of itself is that uh time is definitely a factor i feel like and not just like standard whatever <laughs> i totally lost I, the point i, I, I lost there so, anyways i absolutely agree that these stats or most of these stats at least should be used mainly for like off-season stuff or predictions or projections especially this one called x woba it's it's exactly weighted on base except the x stands for expected mm-hmm. so it not only has to do with what you did but it's supposed to do with like how hard you hit the ball how good the other team normally plays defense where you are but at the same time, you hit a ball like 9,500 miles an hour right up the middle. Like mm-hmm. that happens somewhat often. Normally, in 90% of the situations, that's a line drive single. But mm-hmm. they have the shift on you, and there's someone standing right over second, and they just catch it, and it's a line out. They give you credit for a single for that, and your WOBA goes up by whatever the coefficient was for a single. Uh, let's okay. Well, let, let me think about that for a second. So, you hit how do how do they how do they quantify that you would have gotten a single? How, how do they how do they say that when when that's not what happened? Pretty much. So it takes into account hard hit balls, which is anything over ninety five miles an hour. Okay. And the so they're, they're saying on average, like if you hit a liner at ninety five, then at a certain launch angle too. Yeah, at a certain launch angle. Yeah. Oh my God, that gets complicated. Yeah. yeah. So, and they're saying like, on average, that's going to land you a single. Yeah. Is that, that that's basically yeah. Especially. See. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I got you. Same thing happens with, ironically, against the Dodgers last year, they had Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger, two of like the best defensive outfielders in the league, hmm. and 
multiple times someone hit a line drive into right center field, but they were so fast they cut it off before it hit the wall. So they either held him to a single or threw him out at second, but they right. got credit for a double in their XO most of the time. Mm-hmm. Which obviously, like, that's what the job of the stat is. It's expected weighted on base. But at the same time, a lot of people use that to say, like, oh, this player is better than this player. Well, I mean, if you want to say that. Theoretically. Player, right. If you want to say that player is going to be better next month or next season, sure. But as of right now, they have not been better. So you can't really say they're better. No, they literally were not better. But see that that's I think I think uh, I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing your theme with the problem with these stats is that that's they're they're giving them credit for something that they did not do. But I don't think that that's because these stats what they're use what they're used for is making predictions, right? Like uh, it, it's not so much like a history book as it is. Uh, what you would expect a player to do mm-hmm. right so like the the woba stat is like you know all things considered this is their value of getting on base right their average of getting on base so they want to they want to take everything out except for the individual performance of that person right so like like I don't know, they they want to they want to put everybody. They basically want to put every everybody in a, in the batter's box with where all the defensive players are average. The mm-hmm. field is average. Everything is equal, right? All things being equal, you put this guy in the batter batter's box or you put this guy in the batter's box. This is on average what's going to happen, right? So while that guy that guy. Uh, literally did not get a double. Instead, he like got out right by by just like some some spectacular play. Right, he he hits he hits this liner at ninety five, and the the guy pops his hand up and catches it on on a whim. Right, he should you would expect with that hit he would have gotten a double, but because of some some like shift or some freak accident or luck or because this player is amazing or because this field is shaped weird right because of that uh he did not right so but uh the the, these stats like on on average i forget what i'm trying to say but uh they're they're just trying to take all the all the random aspects out of it and just say this this is the guy This this is who he is this is his value Right. So I, I see, I see that I see the problem with, with how like the, the optics of it, right? Like he did not get a double. Why are you giving him credit for a double? He got out. Yeah. Why, why do you give him credit for getting a double? Well, it's because, you know, on average that would be a double. So that they're, they're just trying to account for it, which is why this shit is like crazy complicated because, you know, they're, they're trying to say it could have been, but it wasn't, you know? Which is a difficult thing to do. Right. And I think more than anything, I'm going to focus on something you said there for a second. You said that it could happen by luck that they get out to the other team, obviously. Right? Mm-hmm. The way that I see these stats used the most, ex-WOBA, the gap between ex-WOBA and WOBA specifically, people just play it off as terrible luck. When mm-hmm. that's not the only option, right? Like you listed a bunch of other things that it doesn't necessarily come down to luck because – uh-huh. The biggest example of this year is the outfielder for the Nationals, Juan Soto. He's an incredible hitter. He went off last year when he played. 
this year his ex-woba is like 439 which is far and away the best in baseball like would be one of the best ever mm-hmm. his woba is like 35 or 350 or 360 and people are saying like oh he's obviously going to have the second there's the best second half of all time he's gotten so incredibly unlucky and like, he's still a top 10 player because he's just gotten so insanely unlucky and do you think that luck is the only option for why those stats will be different? I'm gonna, I'm, I'll be gone for like 30 seconds off my screen, but I can still hear you. Um, luck. Or do you think it Let's could be things like if you know a certain player? Well, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, we should replace luck with variance, mm-hmm. right? Like, I guess it wasn't like lucky or well, luck definitely, luck definitely plays a part. Um, but I think I think we'll, we'll, maybe what I was trying to say was var- or what we're trying to talk about is variance, right? Like, you know, he he hits the ball at a guy who's not a great defensive player, and he doesn't get the ball. But instead, he hit the ball at somebody who is a fantastic defensive player, in which case he did not get it. So that that that's that's what they're trying to uh, account for. Yeah. So. I get luck in variance. It's a, it's a very fine line, I think. But yeah, luck plays a factor, variance. That's what yeah. I think. I think you made a really good point about like it's not necessarily luck on anyone's part that you're playing a bad defensive team or that like someone has a perfect shift on you because you only hit the ball to two spots ever. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily luck. I think that Maybe the bad defense can be cracked down to look, but at the end of the day, there's always at least two terrible defensive teams in baseball. Right. So it's not inherently luck when it literally always happens. There's errors in like 90% of games. Right. Whether you can crack that down to luck or like, how would you play it if, I mean, by a lot of these advanced defensive stats, Mookie Betts is the best defensive outfielder. Mm. So how do you handle it if someone hits a fly out to right field and he just drops it? That so was unlucky. I, was it lucky that the best defensive player in the league dropped the ball? Yeah, that's pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah <laughs> if, you, if you hit the ball to the best right. defensive player and he makes a mistake, that was lucky. Time, if you hit the ball to the worst defensive outfielder in baseball and he drops it, who's lucky? That was expected. Is that expected or is that like luck on your part that a mm. player dropped in a routine out? Um, well, I guess it really depends on the, the quality of the play. But if you know that that player is like he, he's, they're a known bad defensive player, then a mistake is kind of expected, right? You, you wouldn't be like, yeah, the comparison between Mookie Betts and somebody who's not that good is like, yeah, Mookie Betts drops a ball. That dude, for the hitter, very lucky. For him, extremely right. unlucky, right? That literally never happens to him. But somebody who like, routinely makes mistakes you'd be like okay well that's that's yeah that sucks right mm-hmm. but like i'm not surprised they they do that all the time right mm-hmm. and yeah so that kind of goes into the defensive side of stuff before we go back onto that site i want to ask you what do you think the hardest defensive positions are outside of catcher obviously hardest defensive positions Let's see. I think 
you know, shortstop gets a lot of balls, but yeah, I mean, shortstops are, are like notoriously good players, right? Because they get so many hits to them, right? Because most hitter, or at least in like the, the, the lower leagues, right? Most hitters are, are right-handed and, you know, they're not, uh, very few of them are like on the line, right? So shortstop's getting, getting a lot of, getting a lot of play time. So, but you have to, but, you know, uh, players who are at shortstop, they have to be good. They're, they're, I, I think that shortstops are probably on average better players than most other positions because they have to be so good because they get so many hits to them and they have to make plays. Mm-hmm. So um, I, having said that, I think that there's some, there's some bias just to say like, oh, sh- well, shortstop's not that hard. People like are crushing it there, right? Well, they're crushing it because sh- they're good by like natural selection because they have to be, yeah. right? They have to be good if you're going to get that position. But uh, that really has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. <laughs> I just felt like that that was an important thing to note because that that might that might bias your decisions. Just like just watching performances, they're all like, "Oh well, shortstop's not that hard. Everybody's like crushing it there." Well, they're crushing it because they are good, and the position is hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, anyways, um, there's no way for me to account that really because yeah. you know, I mean, dude, I'd have to come up with all these stupid equations like these like the, this site is. <laughs> So I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to think about it. But knowing that that is uh, something that could be a flaw. Anyways, um, I think third base is probably one of the more hard positions. Um, just for the fact that they have, and I, I'm not, I, I guess I'm not really looking at this uh, from an MLB perspective because all the players are incredible and they make it look easy. Mm-hmm. This is This is coming from like a, like a me playing the game kind of perspective third base i find to be really hard because you have to worry about you have to you don't really have to like you're barely like responsible for your base because like if they're gonna get if they're gonna get to third like they're just gonna fucking get to third there's really not much you can do about it right um you have to make the 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 throw from there to first is the longest throw you have to make on the infield uh you have to worry about bunts and dude, the, the balls that get hit at you, you have a split second to react or yeah. you're done. Right. And I think that the same could be said for first, except I think first has um, a little less responsibility, right? You, you just stand on the bag and let somebody throw you the ball. Like almost like 90% of the time you're standing on the bag and letting somebody throw the ball to you. Right. You do have to worry about bunts and uh, same, same as third and you get hot pitches, but much less of the time than third base because of most people are right-handed and all that. Right. So, but I think third base is definitely like uh, one of the harder positions. Now that I'm thinking about, it, I really didn't consider the outfield. I think the outfield positions are honestly, all of them are pretty much the same other than center field. I would give probably slightly harder because you have to have so much more range mm-hmm. to be there. And like if you if you're if you're in left or in right, you don't really have to worry about running into foul territory too much of the time. You're mostly gonna you mostly know that okay, I'm gonna run in this direction like 60% of the time, yeah. right? And, and save for a few like foul ball chances. But center field, you're you know you really have to like you you go forward, back, left, right, and 
like every time a ball is hit in the outfield, you're either getting the ball or backing somebody up, mm-hmm. right? The le- the left and right, they're they're just going to worry about their stuff. And if it if it happens to be hit in the middle, like somewhere reasonable, then those positions are going to go back up the center fielder. But the center fielder definitely has a lot of responsibility. I don't think that makes that position specifically any harder than any others. So this is a really long-winded way of me to say I think it's third base. See, that's what I would have thought too, but there's these things where – I don't know if you noticed it before, but on the Fangraphs pages, there's a stat that's just called DEF, and that's just defensive rating. Mm-hmm. And Otani's was terrible because he plays outfield like twice, and he does, he's not supposed to try because they don't want him to get hurt. But Right. What it is, it's there's different stats. One called outs above average. One's called defensive run save. Those are fairly self-explanatory. And then one called UZR, which is your difficulty rating. So if you don't attempt hard plays, then it's going to be like average because you didn't try the hard plays. But if Mm -hmm. you make a lot of hard plays like Nolan Arenado or Matt Chapman, it's going to be fucking crazy because you try and you do them most of the time. Mm -hmm. It takes some kind of weird average of those. And... It, it does the same kind of thing where WRC plus sets WOBA on a scale of 100. This sets it on a scale of zero. But obviously, like, whatever their average, if they're insane, it's going to go up. If they're terrible, it's going to go down. But then there's a positional adjustment. And I know these numbers off the top of my head. So a catcher gets an automatic plus 12 and a half. First base gets an automatic minus seven and a half. Uh, left field and right field get an automatic minus two and a half shortstop gets an automatic plus seven and a half center gets an automatic plus two and a half and so do second no second and third are the same but they're barely lower than center field hmm. so it goes, so high, higher way higher the number the more difficult the position or just the more important but yeah more important okay so catcher, shortstop, and center field are the top three in that order. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, think- I guess yeah. Short shortstop does make sense. Uh, that that makes sense. Cause I, and I I I I didn't mention it in my in my answer because I I just now thought about it. Uh, if we're going like how much responsibility they have, I think center and short are like pretty complicated positions mm-hmm. because. And for the same reason, I for the same reason I think center field is harder than left or right, be, just because like you are in the middle of your area, right? Center field's in the in the center of the outfield, and short and second are in the middle of their left and right of the infield, right? So you you got to you got to cover a lot of you have much more range than first or third, and you have like re- responsibilities like shortstop's got responsibilities to second and. Th- third very rarely right but second has a lot of like has responsibility to second and first like a lot of the time right like like first being i don't know the the there's a bunt or something or there's a there's a bloop hit in the infield uh right and and the first baseman's running to get it you got to get the first like a lot of the time right it's either you or the pitcher right so uh yeah i think i think that 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 makes sense that that short and or that short is, is rated so highly. That does make sense. The one thing I kind of thought of, though, is I think they underrate the outfield a little bit. I'm not sure that second and third are that much more important or that much more difficult than the corner outfield or even center field because they're rated, like, right around the same as center. But, like, obviously, if you get a hard ball hit to you, 
at second. You can turn a single into an out. But if you get a ball hit to you in center or even the corners, you can turn a double or even a triple into a single, which it's kind of the thing of, would you rather limit one base to an out or would you rather limit two bases or three bases to one base? Oh yeah. What is, are these ratings of importance or of difficulty? See, I found conflicting reports on that. It's some of them say it's how much you impact the game from that position. But some of them, I think, I guess this is the same of how many balls are hit to that area. But there's no way that equal amount of balls are hit to left and right field, especially in the big right. But the 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 constants that you that you rattled off previously, those are those are uh, position dependent, right? Yeah. Exclusively about the position. Yeah. Right. And there and there yeah. both there, there's conflicting reports of. I mean, I, uh, the same. I think they just worded it different. It's. One of them said how many balls get hit to that area, and one of them said how much you can impact the game from that position, which I guess would also go hand in hand with how many chances of that. Right. Hmm. But I, like, I would argue even third, you could turn – because even if you get a ball hit to third base, even in the big leagues, that can be a single, especially if it's soft. So you have to not only field it well the first time, like second base, you have maybe a little bit of wiggle room of you can drop it or you can kind of like bang it off your glove for a second and still have time to pick it up and make a throw. Third mm. base, if you miss the initial grip, you're done. They're safe at first. Yeah. Unless they're slow. I agree with that. Which I, yeah. I, think I think they do underrate third base. I think third base is more important and has more of an impact than second for sure. Because not only you have to worry about that entire left field behind you, there are a lot of times where they have to act like an outfielder catching a pop-out. You have to have mm-hmm. the second strongest arm on the whole field because normally those guys can throw harder than left fielders and even right fielders. Oh, for sure. And you have to have – like a lot of people say that third base is low because they don't have that much range. But third base gets half of the balls in shortstop territory anyway. So they, Ideally. Well, right, they're supposed to, right. So like their range is fairly big anyway. And they obviously have to have the strongest arm and they have to be able to field bunts and try for doubles, double plays and all that. Mm-hmm. Even if you hit a ball, it's like the whole outfielder problem. If you hit a ball to third, if they field it, you're getting out. But if they don't, there's a chance you get in second base. Right. So, like, if you have a great defensive player, like Arenado and Chapman are, like, all-time level defensive players by these stats. And you take them out of the game, you're turning a couple line outs or a couple ground outs into doubles regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think they got those wrong. But that's not really important because ultimately the only reason people use those is to say, like, oh, well, they're an insane defender, but they played um third. And this guy's a, an above average defender, but he plays short. So the shortstop is better. Right, yeah, yeah. A lot of those stats are like positional averages. So like outs above average isn't outs above average for the league. It's outs above average for your position. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you would have to use those uh, those little boost factors to figure out how good you are compared to other players right. of different That's positions. What that whole defensive rating thing is supposed to be. Right. But the, the last thing we're going to get into is the pitching stats because – Dude, you could go you could go stupid crazy on those i'm sure yeah and they do so you obviously know what era is mm-hmm. now 
would you say that ERA, how many, how flawed of a stat is ERA on a scale of one to ten? How flawed? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, think about that for a second. How flawed? So earn run average, the average. So earn run average is that that's per game or per inning pitch? Per, per nine innings. Per nine innings. So it, if, if it was a, if it was a one ERA, then one run per nine innings pitched. Yeah. So if you pitch a on average game with one solo shot, then yeah, your ERA is a one. Okay. And vice How flawed. Well, I mean, I think it it does exactly what it's okay, supposed I to. Ask that question, stupid. Do you think that that's like a a justifiable stat to rank and rate pitchers by? Um, yes. Yeah, I think so. Right. Cause if the, if they have a really high ERA, well, then you're like, shoot, a lot of people are hitting off of them and yeah. they're getting runs scored on them, which is bad. So mm-hmm. I, I think, I think that that's, it, it's a, it's a valid way to evaluate pitchers. Yeah. So I'm not even going to get into these because these equations are stupid and I know the important parts anyway, okay. but field independent pitching that's somewhat self-explanatory is how much do you rely on the fielders? oh right right it's definitely yeah yeah skill interactive era which essentially it just likes strikeout pitches more because that's more you and less your team yeah for sure i agree with that now the thing about sierra is the skill interactive one that is essentially a projection thing it's it's like the difference between x woba and woba it's what you should be doing versus the results you're actually getting Mm-hmm. Like the best example of this this year is the Dodgers closer, Kemi Jensen. His Sierra is like 4.2, which if that was his ERA, he would not be a closer. He'd be shit, right? Mm-hmm. That's not a good number. But his ERA is like 1.28. Like he's maybe he's walked. Like a lot of the thing is if you walk guys, your Sierra hates that. Right. So you walk guys more than normal, and he doesn't strike guys out at a huge rate. So he gets mm-hmm. for that a little bit. But he's still limiting runs, so his ERA is down at a one one twenty eight. Right. But that can also be the reverse, where there's a Yankee starter, Jamison Tyone. For the longest time, his Sierra was like three thirty something, and that was top fifteen, top twenty in baseball. Mm-hmm. But his ERA was like five fifty, because he just kept giving up home runs. Right. And that's another thing is analytics. This goes hand in hand with Sierra. A lot of analytics has to do with home runs are out of the pitcher's control. So if you're a pitcher who mainly gives up home runs, your Sierra is going to be better. Wait, wait, what what did you say about home runs? Is a lot of the analytical stats go a little bit with the attitude of pitchers can't control home runs. Really? Yeah. That's, I feel like that's obviously wrong. That's what I'm saying. But there's a lot of people who believe pitchers can't control quality of contact or at least half of it. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, guess, I guess they can't. But generally, the like normal consensus has come to pitchers can control – no, hitters control exit velocity, but pitchers control launch angle. And that's why people started trying to do that uppercut swing like Bellinger and Yelich did for a while because they were uh, trying to control their launch angle, and it didn't right. work. Yeah. Like Bellinger had that MVP year, and then he did it more, and now he is not that. Yeah, no, the launch angle 100% uh, 
uh, is like highly affected by where it is. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's certain launch angles that you just cannot achieve as a hitter if the ball is right. really high or really low. It's just not possible. Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, obviously, if you leave a meatball dead center, like 90 miles an hour to a major league hitter. Yeah, it's going to get rocked. Right. In theory, they should take that shit out. But if they miss it because they were expecting a breaking ball and they ship it foul, then that's mm-hmm. lucky. For the pitcher, right? Yeah. Saying, saying home runs are not like the pitchers cannot control it. I definitely think that that's. That's like that's one hundred percent incorrect, right? Like I'm sure, of course there there's like a little bit like oh I thought this pitch was going to work, but the hitter just I don't know guessed that I was going to throw this, yeah. and they hit it out. But I, that also plays into like how predictable you are as a pitcher, mm-hmm. or whether or not you're making the right decisions against this this batter. Like like right you're. Okay, so let let's say I don't know Bellinger's up at up to the plate, and you're gonna throw him three fastballs. You're telling me that's not your fault? He hit a home run? Are you yeah. joking? You yeah. throw him through meatballs. What do you yeah. mean that's not your fault? That's one hundred percent your fault. Yeah, I remember that happened earlier this year off of that Jameson Tyone dude. There was like a twelve pitch at bat where the mm. dude fouled off five cutters or whatever he was throwing, and then on the sixth cutter he fucking took him for a three run homer. Like obviously. yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you throw the same pitch like in a row, like come on, how how is that? Yeah. How is that not your fault? This is a professional batter you you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's my main problem with the pitching stats, especially is I don't think that you should be like the field in the first of all fifth, the field independent thing. That's a good idea, right? It's calculated absolutely terribly. Think like, so. Even to the point where the people who use these stats don't think it's a good stat. Hmm. But the Sierra is like champion does by far the best pitching set, how WRC plus is with hitters where I don't mm. think that like, again, if you want to use it in the off season for projections or how, who you want to sign between a couple of relievers or a starter, like, yeah, you should use that because it does take into account park adjustment. Also, I forgot about that. It used the same thing. And it has the whole thing of like, Oh, well he had a huge home run rate. Okay. Well, he might just give up a lot of home runs. You don't know that for sure. Mm-hmm. And like he strikes out a lot more guys, but he also gives up like five runs in between those strikeouts. That's my thing is people like champion strikeouts so much, but if you could hypothetically, if someone struck out double digit batters, every time they pitched seven innings, that's insane. That's a great number. That is but insane. if you're giving up four or five runs in between that, then you're not going to be very effective. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, strikeouts don't matter if you can't prevent runs. I think that's my main thing is if you're a pitcher, your number one job is to prevent runs. And once you get that down, then you can start worrying about strikeouts because if you can strike a bunch of guys out, but in the middle you're giving up like three solo shots every inning, then you're not going to be effective. Well, I don't. I don't think that those two ideas are mutually exclusive, right? Well, right. If you if you get a if you get a lot of strikeouts, then those people are not hitting home runs, right? Right. So I, I think strikeouts are definitely not. I mean, they're certainly not insignificant. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I I see what you're saying with like if they do get a lot of strikeouts, but also they give up a lot of runs, then mm-hmm. yeah, those those should kind of balance each other out. Right. I think the main argument was this part. I agree with is the more strikeouts you get the more people generally miss your stuff, which that's a good argument because like the more guys you're striking out in theory, 
the harder you are to hit in general. Mm-hmm. But that's not always the case. Like that Tyone dude on the Yankees, he struck out a lot of guys, but when he wasn't striking guys out, dudes were getting on second or he was hitting homers up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That might be rare. Or people might say that's luck. That's the part I don't agree with is it's luck. People are just kind of guessing and not missing. That's not luck anymore. Well, yeah. <laughs> luck, is, luck is base. Luck. I feel like if we're talking about luck, I think we should quantify it in terms of the stats, right? Because something, something is lucky or unlucky based on the performance of the things you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. The Mookie bets, if he drops a, a fly ball, that's unlucky. And the reason we can say that that's unlucky is because we know statistically he's a very good player, mm-hmm. right? So, it, you know, the, the stats kind of have to be right. Like you can't, you can't justify the stats using something that is relative to those stats. You know what I'm saying? Right. Cause it sounds like that's what they're trying to do. They're like, Oh, well our stats says that this should happen and it didn't happen. So instead of saying that the stat is wrong, they say it's unlucky which I think is backwards. You have to make sure that your stat is correct before you can say something is lucky or unlucky. Right. And obviously these stats aren't perfect. They were made like a couple of years ago. So right. it's going to take time. Like they, <laughs> yeah, it'll take a second. Every year. I'm sure that might stop at some point, at least slow down. Mm. But that's pretty much the main thing for pitching is people like to use Sierra as a point of exactly Sierra. how good is talent-wise when they could be pretty shit in between. Uh-huh. But um, I forgot what else I was going to bring up. Oh, there's this thing called, this is back to offense, but BABIP, batting average on balls in play. It's essentially just your batting average takeaway strikeouts. Oh, okay. Yeah. And oh, so like when, 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 when you the hit ball, the ball. When, when the ball is in play, I think also takes out like foul outs. Like if okay. it's in the foul territory. Yeah, yeah. When you put the ball into the field of play, how often do you get a hit? Mm, okay, I like that. I do. Kind of like the quality of hits. Yeah, but that is kind of used as a, not a pace thing, but like an overperforming, underperforming thing. Mm. So, like, if your Babbitt is 380, which is insane, people are going to say, like, oh, that's unsustainable. So, all of his stats are unsustainable. Because there's no hmm. way that's going to keep up. And if you don't get hits at the same rate, none of your other stats are going to go up either. And these, these, are, these are what, like, the professional people who use these stats are saying? Um, the professional people who use these stats are, like, teenagers on Instagram. And, like, two people <laughs> So, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Well, when you put it that way, I, I feel much better about disagreeing with them. <laughs> Because I was like, well, shit, if, that, if that's what the, if that's what the pros are, are saying, then who am I to disagree? Yeah, there are like MLB organizations who are catching on to this. Like the Rays notoriously do it. Mm. That's why that whole – remember in the World Series when Blake Snell got pulled in the sixth inning in the last game? Sure. Yeah, even though he was having like the best start of his career. That's a whole rule where, where they never let their starters outside of one guy go past the order three times through. Because mm. – Third time through in the order, the guys have seen the pitcher twice and likely seen at least double-digit pitches, so they're more likely to hit it. Really? Okay. They've kind of started that push. The Dodgers have been into it for a while. The Giants have been into it for a while because they took the Dodgers' old GM who kind of started that push for them. Mm-hmm. I guess that, makes, that, that definitely makes sense. Yeah, I, that's why I think it makes sense from, like, an off-season perspective of, like, like the general managers aren't 
making moves during a game. Mm-hmm. The only thing a gentleman is doing during the season is making a trade at the deadline or signing someone that got dropped or picking someone up from the minors. Right. It makes sense to add to your roster, but it doesn't make sense to rank players by. I think that's my whole argument for all of these. I guess so. Right. Unless you're just trying to rank someone based off of like neutral field only. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. If you're, I guess it depends on what, what your ranking is all about. Right. If you want to, if you want to rank them based on what they did, then yeah. Or I guess, I mean, I guess that's how rankings work anyways. Right. If, well, that, if that, you, if you performed, then you get the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, no, what the fuck? What were they? Oh, yeah. These stats also had the Giants slowing down, and then they didn't. So, mm. and then they, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of, right, there. This always happens with, like, I don't know. You, you've taken a lot of political science classes, right? Uh, yeah. That was that was my problem when I took a political science class was is, they're trying to do exactly what these people are trying to do. They're trying to quantify things that have nothing to do with numbers, mm-hmm. right? They're trying to put numbers on things that have no business being numbers, yeah. right? Like if you're there, like, I don't know, uh, ERA is is a really like that one is based in numbers, right? How many runs do does this pitcher get uh i don't know get hit on them or score on them uh in nine innings right that that's like that's based in numbers by definition right but when you're trying to say like put a number to like how good is this player that's like like that has no business being a number how many runs does this player create yeah and whenever 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 that happens it's like you know it's it's a baseline, but you should never take it as like literally what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Cause there's so many things that like, you know, just random chance. Right. And I mean, that, that goes for ERA as well. Like it goes for all, all these stats is uh, you know, their, their prediction power works over a long period of time, not specific instances. Yeah. Right. The specific instances should over time, match what this thing is saying if you if you've gotten like the proper sample size for the data like to begin with then yeah it should it should follow that but like for individual instances you know you can't just say like well this is what's going to happen you can say okay well something like this should most likely happen Mm -hmm. right so yeah, when you start, when you start, and that, that that's just for all statistics. But when you when you start taking like things that have no business being numbers, a lot of the time, I imagine you're going to be wrong because there's a lot of things that you must account for if you want to be perfectly accurate. And by perfectly accurate, I mean, well, this will probably happen. And that's 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 the best you can do with stats. The best yeah. you can do with stats is like, well, this will probably happen. But when, when there's things that, that have no business being numbers, it's like we think that this should matter for this statistic, right? This is what should matter. But then, but then you're like, oh, well, and like maybe years down the line, they'll be all like, oh, dude, we forgot about this. 
are yeah. like, oh, dude, we forgot about this or this shouldn't be in here. And like the weight, like different coefficients, weighting different things like, yeah. oh, maybe you calculated that number. There, there's there's so many things that could go wrong. If you were to make a stat about how often these things go wrong, <laughs> they probably go wrong a lot of the time because there's so yeah. many things that you're just kind of assuming must work. Right. Mm -hmm. there, there's nothing like ERA is rooted in a definition, right? Like there, there's no way you can misconstrue that because the, the way that you take this stat is in its definition. Yeah. But what they, what they set up to do with like WOBA, right. Or, or the WOBA stat okay. is you, you want to just find out like their, their, their on base percentage, but how, like how it applies to them as an individual without these other variables, which is obviously a problem because those variables are inherently in the game. You know, yeah. you, you, if you wanted a perfect like stat for that, you would have to create a neutral field and field it with neutral players or, or like average players in an average park in average settings in da 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 da, da with all these impossible things. Mm -hmm. They're trying to what well, they're trying to do with these stats is take this this messy chaotic system and cut away these things that are impossible to cut away in real life and only make sense to cut away in an imaginary world of math land. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so what what they're doing is like it, it's in and of itself going to be messed up by necessity. It, it has to be a little bit messed up. Yeah. And I think it's like the perfect way to close this is that these numbers, they really only make sense when you're trying to project things in. Yeah. Cause they only really exist in a neutral thing that does not exist. Yeah. In an imaginary world. Yeah. So if you're trying to use like, the WOBA I like because that's straight up just what happens. But the XWOBA is what the thing you were talking about where it's like the uh, park adjustment and like mm -hmm. era and all that. When it gets to that point, it's kind of like, okay, well, let's, um, it's cool. It's cool to know, but I'm not necessarily going to use that to say that someone is better than another one. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Well, that's not to say necessarily that I think the, these stats are, uh, like they don't make any sense or right. like they're not valuable. I definitely think that they, they, mm -hmm. they are valuable, but they should not be taken literally. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I definitely think they're, they're valuable because they take into account some of the things that matter. And they also take into account some of the like extra variables that should be removed. Like they, they take into account a lot of things but to say like, oh, dude, like for sure that <laughs> that's 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 not right. right. That's not right. Right. That, I, I think that that's that's that is flawed. Yeah. OK, so unless there's anything else. Oh, I do want to ask this question again. Uh huh. Do you think batting average is, is good for evaluating players after all those numbers? Oh, boy. Let's see here. <laughs> yeah. One last push. Batting average. Um, well, I guess having talked about all these, like, uh, well, I mean, okay. In, in terms of what, like the evaluation of a hitter or like how good a player is offensively. Yeah. 
I mean, it's dependent, you know, all, all the, all <laughs> yeah. the, all the shit we talked about earlier, right. It doesn't take into account a lot of different things. It's a very good rudimentary start mm-hmm. for people who don't want to like think about it too hard, which is me. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I really don't want to think about it too hard. I just want to be like, Oh dude, you're doing good. Right. Yeah. Like at a certain point, there's like diminishing returns at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Like you look at the stat and it's all like, huh, the really complicated one is like a hundredth of a percent off of their actual batting average. Hmm. Maybe yeah. I should have just stuck to the batting average. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, but if, if you want to talk about like getting to the actual quantifiable value, I'm sure batting average is not very good because it doesn't take into account the people fielding it. It doesn't take into account where they are. It doesn't take into account the fucking pitches thrown at them. I don't know. Like all the, it doesn't take into account like a lot of, a lot of different variables that these other very complicated stats are trying to take into account. Mm-hmm. So, but I would say as a rudimentary stat, yeah, I think it's valuable for, mm-hmm. for evaluating the, because they, it usually fits, right? Like people mm-hmm. with high batting averages aren't shit at the game. They're very right. good. And they're obviously very good because you can watch them do very good and their stats go up. Right. right. So I think, yeah, w- without, without like going like big brain on it, it's, mm-hmm. I think it's a good stat. Yeah. Right. And one more thing. This is pretty simple. Though. <laughs> okay. so this is like, but- no, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready, dude. I'm ready. Yeah, okay. What's more important on base percentage or slugging? Um, you'll have to define slugging for me, that's uh, the, like better. No, that's the stat where it's one point for a single, two points for a double. It's a point per base without walks divided by a minute. Okay. So is it more important than yeah. on, like, on base percentage? If you get a player whose on base percentage is 380, but they slug 400 versus the player whose on base percentage is 340, but they slug 440. The 40 point gap on each. I would say that slugging is probably more important than I would say slugging is more important. I I do agree, but a lot of the analytics people think completely the other way that on base mm. is way more valuable. On base. Well, thing- uh, the, the way the way that I was thinking about it was like getting on base means that you could potentially score a run. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have anybody that can hit the ball right. far. <laughs> then those yeah. those those as they say ducks in the pond are not going to get home mm-hmm. so what's the point of getting on base if there's nobody to get them in right you can get on you can get on to first second whatever you you can do all that but if you're not coming in then there's literally zero value in that the inning ends and you go back to the dugout and yeah. no point scored or no run scored so well you're trying to get a run come on Huh? What? You're turning into a Ronnie. Yeah, that's my bad. I said points. Okay. <laughs> I, I definitely agree with that in terms of like, yeah, obviously getting on base is good. You can't win without it. Of course. If you can't hit for extra bases, you're also not winning without that. Yeah, I feel like more often than not, if you if you hit the ball further and get more bases, you're going to get more runs than mm-hmm. if you are just like, well, I, I got walked and the guy yeah. behind me also got walked. But then people, three people, like hit bloops, little, little, little bloopers, right? Mm-hmm. So what's what's the point? Yeah. What was the point of getting on base? 
Right. And I think that's that's pretty good. I, I think I, I agree with that for sure. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Unless you have anything else or do you want to no, dude. like that was that was that was really good. It was complicated and my, my head hurts a little bit, but no, no. <laughs> I like talking about baseball and about numbers. So this was yeah. kinda this was kind of sick. Speaking of baseball, do you think the Giants are gonna stay up there? I do. I think I think it's been it's been long enough for it to be like ruled out as a as a statistical anomaly right like oh well you just haven't played these guys yet you know what i'm saying like they they've 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 been around the horn and they're still up there so i'm think i'm thinking that uh it it's 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 looking good i i think they they have a potential to to stay where they are for sure yeah for sure i mean i hate that but i also agree (laughs) because we're only Uh, behind you right now and we're both on a two-game losing streak right so that's kind of annoying that is a little annoying, yeah. Yeah, you lost to the Cardinals, though. So, well, it, you know, it is a statistical anomaly. It's a statistical anomaly. Yeah, it's it's a statistical fact. anomaly. It yeah. shouldn't have happened. Shouldn't have happened. It's, that was unlucky. One hundred percent unlucky. Actually, it. Did you see how the last game ended yesterday? Um, I think I fell asleep, so no. The Giants had two guys on in the bottom of the ninth, two out, and the Cardinals left the other dove for the last out. Oh, you know what? I did see that. Yeah, that kind of broke my heart. An inch off and you win the game, but that sucks. Yeah, that, that kind of broke my heart. Yep. I was very was... happy. Okay, not gonna lie. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, man. I we also lost on a wild pitch walk off, so that's. Ooh, dude, yeah. that that's always a heartbreaker. Not only that, not only that the guy that's was on second. It was the extra inning rule. It was in the tenth. We he struck the first two guys out. Easy. Mm-hmm. Wild pitch. The guy goes to third throw from the catcher. I don't know why he threw it. The guy was already at third. Sails over the third base and Pedney runs home. Dude, see now that that is for sure unlucky. I was so a wild pitch followed up by a bad throw from the catcher. That's that's very unlucky. Yeah, I was very upset. Especially yeah. that happened like five minutes after I saw the Cardinals catch. I was like, oh, we can win the division. <laughs> yeah. We can take division lead. Nope. Oh, dude, winnable, winnable. <laughs> winnable, uh, winnable. A, a double steal with a double error. Yeah, kind of. Oops. Isn't it weird how the Padres can beat anyone except the Dodgers and Giants? That is funny. That's very funny. I mean, it's like when they play the Dodgers because they beat the crap out of them, but they lose to everyone else. So, Yeah. <laughs> Dude, sometimes sometimes they, they just got your number and that's it. Yours you too. Know? They have a winning record against you guys. No, well, that's not what I'm – you're right. You're right. But, but you know. They they just they just got the number and uh, yeah and that's why they're still in third place. Mm. Well, dude, this was this this has been good. It was. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, I mean, dude, glad to be here. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you invited me. Love love it here. All right. Well, uh, this has been another episode of Tarzan Street House. Thank you for Mateo or thank you to Mateo for coming out, and I will see you guys next time. All right.